Writing Easy, the podcast that looks at writing, which can sometimes be not so easy, and tries to help you take it easy. I am one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. Melissa, we are coming to the end of our series about uh, the Pixar rules of storytelling, which aren't rules. They were a series of tweets, but they're still very nice. We've got, uh, coming in on the, on the home stretch, we got character ones, and we're grouping them together. So today, we're going to talk about 1, 15, and 21. Every, and since we all know those are you know, the perennial favorites, do you want to read those off, or do you want me to do it? <laughs> I'll start with one. Uh, number one, which is you admire your character, or you admire a character for trying more than for their successes. All right, and then 15 is if you were your character in this situation, how would you feel? Honesty lends credibility to unbelievable situations, which I have some opinions on. Mm-hmm. And 21, you got to identify with your situation or characters. Can't just write cool. What would make you act that way? Yeah, so there's some connective tissue between these three. They're all about character development. And uh, two of them have, are about using yourself. You know, to put yourself in the character's shoes. How often do you do that, Melissa? You you write about yourself or use yourself? Uh, no, because I'm boring. <laughs> <laughs> You're not boring. <laughs> Never. I mean, to a certain extent, like in terms of like getting the tone of the emotion right and really trying to be authentic, I try to use personal experiences that are similar to the ones I'm trying to gather um, and create on the page for my character. So I, I think in that sense, yes, I do try to identify or try to find some memory or experience that I can leverage and write about from a truthful perspective. Yeah, I think that's a, a fair enough answer. Uh, obviously, you haven't uh, ever like dealt with magical fairies or wizards or murdered anyone or any of that. God, you know, I hope I hope you've ever murdered anyone. Um, <laughs> now me, I it's all me. Like, and I try not to. I try not to write me. But I always end up writing me like it's like, OK, this one's going to be totally different. I swear. And then I'm, I'm halfway through writing. and I'm like, nope, that's me, too. It's probably because I'm very self-centered. Uh, and so I see myself and everything. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I use myself all the time. But I think you have to. Right. Because that's the only point of reference you have for, you know, what the world is. The only perspective you have is you. So you're going to use yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, there's, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. And I think that if you're trying too hard to be somebody else or trying to put yourself in someone else's experience without having really deep personal conversations with them or interviewing and doing some in-depth re- research, it's going to come off weird, right? So I think there's always, mm-hmm. like, I joke that I'm boring, but when I read my books, um, the few that I reread because I don't read all of them. Uh, but when I reread them, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, this is the character that I, this is the person I aspire to be, or this is the person I wish I was, but it's still some part of me. Yeah. Right. I think I've mentioned this before that I, I went back and read a, uh, a draft of something I had written uh, at a point where I was frustrated with my day job. And you know, I did, didn't think about it when I was writing and I went back and read it. And I was like, oh yeah, I was. Holy cow. Because it's just all about like, the man sucks and we don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whoa. Um, so yeah, you got to use yourself. And, and, and I'm going to segue in. In fact, number 21 kind of gets to that point. 
right? You have to use yourself. Otherwise, you end up pretending like you're trying to be cool and you're trying to be this slick person. And, and that's the worst. I mean, honestly, I am more interested. And uh, see, I'm tying in number one. Woohoo! <laughs> um, I am more interested in a vulnerable character than a character that has everything everything all set, right? Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you don't want to be a complete wreck. And you don't want them to, like, just fail all the time. You want to see them be cool. You want to see them succeed. But if someone comes in automatically cool, you have to do a lot more work to make it interesting. How about that? Because, like, you think about James Bond. James Bond does not grow. He does not change. He is just there to be fantasy cool, which is fine. And the thing that makes that entertaining is not James Bond doing normal stuff, because that would be very dull. It's let's put James Bond in the most crazy, extreme, exciting situations. And that's where the entertainment comes from. I don't know. So I guess the point is, if you're if you're going to write cool, you better make your your other stuff super 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 interesting and even better to write a character with truth to it and super interesting then even better yeah i think the most important thing from number one is that trying right it, it the outcome is less important than the fact that they're mm -hmm. actively trying to gain something and there's some kind of stake there's some kind of risk or a, a legitimate chance that they will fail so that you are rooting for them and you're invested in their success and you're trying to figure out how they're going to overcome this obstacle. If you don't have that, it's, it is just boring and it's just kind of them showing off and it's like, eh, well, I never thought they would, you know, do this anyway. <laughs> yeah. It, it, there's actually something I've, I've learned through like therapy and life is that I think originally, just as a person, you go into a situation thinking... I'm going to be cool and impress them, and then that will be my social standing, right? I mean, that's a lot of times what, I mean, teenagers, that was like my middle school years was that. Like, I will try to impress people and be cool. I know a lot of people do that. But the reality is what people, the thing that has most effect is vulnerability of I'm not trying to impress you. This is who I am. I was just listening actually to another podcast uh, where they interviewed, um, Dean from Jan and Dean. Do you know that band? Oh, yes. Uh, late 50s, early 60s, Jan and Dean. Yeah. Um, and they're interviewing Dean. And this is a guy who gave zero Fs. Just a none. Because he'd been through everything, right? Like, he's he's done it. So his attitude was just like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, no, nah, I have no idea. Okay. Just super, just comfortable in who he was. But So he wasn't cool. He wasn't, like, all polished. He was very laid back and very centered uh and if he didn't know something he's like i don't know or if he didn't if there was a failing he was like yep that's a failing and i was really enamored by that because he was so vulnerable uh you know he wasn't like scared he was just like yep this is this is me here's here it is take it or leave it and and that's more impressive than da -da -da, i am cool person I do wonder if that ties into, like, I remember when I was younger getting really frustrated when I would meet authors and they'd be like, oh, you're not going to, you can't write your first book until you're 30 or you can't, you got to be in your 40. Like people coming to writing later in life and having a lot of success and feeling like it, you couldn't do it as a teenager or a young adult or write in college because people would say, well, you don't have anything to write about. And I don't think it's that. I think it's that it's really hard to be introspective. It's really hard to 
um, let go and not be trying to impress people all the time, that comes with age, right? That authenticity that you're talking about, it comes with like age and realizing like, I don't have to give two fucks, right? Like I can just do what I want to do and be content in my life and how I want to live it and not worry about how people are going to take it or react or respond. It takes, it it takes a lot of, uh, a lot of time and therapy. And ironically, it does come not from building up walls, but from, in fact, consciously taking them down, which I I think is hard as a human being and also, and as a writer and as a character as well. Yeah. So what you want to do is, is you have to exploit that vulnerability. You have a character, you can't make him shiny and chrome. You have to, or even, or if he is shiny and chrome, find a place where it isn't. And that I think is where you get uh, uh, some humanity and people can relate to them. You're going to like someone who's like, I'm going to keep getting up. I'm going to keep trying because that's what they identify with that, right? Like I can identify with someone who's like, nope, not going to give up, going to keep going because I know I don't succeed every time. And whereas someone who just comes in, it's like, eh, it's easy. Yeah, they can be shiny and pretty and perfect, except you have to give us a moment. It doesn't have to be the whole story or the whole novel, but we need a moment of that vulnerability to be able to connect with them and to make them real. And this is so true with antagonists and villains. I cannot stand a villain who is just like yes. out, their sole purpose is to like do this one thing and be this obstacle for your main character. That is just not life. Everybody thinks they're the hero of their own story. They have their own motivations, their own challenges and their own vulnerabilities. And it's so great when you can get that on the page too. Yeah, that they're, they're doing this not just because quote, they're crazy, but there's a, a real fear in there. And so I think that these three, these three quotes go together um, is that they're about that avoid the, the shiny chrome and get to the authenticity. And where that comes from is from yourself, from vulnerability, from failure, uh, from resilience. Those are the things that uh, audiences and readers identify with more strongly than slick, cool people cool they can't be perfect <laughs> i think it's a fun thing to to take someone who looks perfect and then break it down you know to, to say, like you start off with a character whose expectations are like wow they're so they got everything put together they're so great and then to kind of go in and see oh nope there's something there too i mean not to to bring them down but just to look in there and go oh no you know what there's some there's some stuff there and they're having some trouble and they're hiding something and you know that can be fun Yeah, and as I'm looking at these three um, prompts, I'm thinking about where they come in the process. And this really feels like great work for your revision, right? Like you've got that first draft, you have a sense of who the character is, but like going back scene by scene or chapter by chapter and like looking through the lens of like, am I capturing the character? Am I in an authentic way? Um, Or trying to then figure out what emotions and experiences in my own life can I mine to make this shine more on the page like Mm -hmm. that's the rework that we keep talking about that really makes up writing and turns you know a bunch of words into something that's really meaningful and engaging for the reader and so yeah I would encourage people to not feel like you have to answer all these questions before they start necessarily but to use this as a oh this is a great thing for me to look through as I'm going through one of those mini uh revisions that's an excellent excellent point because I think a lot of times you try to approach it from a, an organized way, and it's just not an organized process to say, all right, let me get the, the plot, 
let me get the characters, let me fill out these forms, I got everything ready, and now I can go. And I think it is a really good point to say you don't know yet, or it's okay if you don't know yet, or you think you know and you, it turns out to be something different. And the revision process is a lot of that taking it apart again and looking and saying like, okay, well, now that I have some idea of what's going on, who is this person, who do they need to be, how can I show this part or, or hide this part and give it a fresh look? And I think that's where you start to get the depth. All right. So I think we kind of plumbed the depths of those three. Uh, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying these uh, rules very much, but I am kind of looking forward to going on to something else. So after next week, we will do different topics. A um, couple things, a little bit of, I guess, business, whatever. Um, we were once again prostrating ourselves before you. Prostrating? Prostrating. <laughs> no, prostrating would be, a, that's a gland. We don't want that. <laughs> prostrating ourselves before you and asking for uh, reviews and ratings in the iTunes store. And it occurred to me, as I tried to do this for another podcast, that the process is not particularly intuitive. So here's what you have to do. Take your phone, um, go to the podcast app, but then like go like you're going to search for a new podcast. Not Don't look at the ones that you have. You go, my shows, and here are the ones I'm ready to listen to, where you've got, you know, so, for example, subscribe to our podcast, and you have all the episodes. Uh, that's not where you go. You go to where, as if you're going to look for new ones. And this is the same thing in the iTunes app. If you look for writing easy there, then you will get to the page where you can leave a rating or review. Just scroll all the way down, and there's just a little place where you put stars. And if you can put a little review, um, it doesn't have to be an essay. That really helps a lot. So now you know how to do it. And uh, yeah, we'd really appreciate it. We would love you for it. Um, we're on the socials, as usual. I actually have been going on Pinterest all the time. That's my new thing. And I have a board called Writing Easy. Uh, I, I think you just find me on Pinterest and look for the board called Writing Easy. I think that's what it is. But I've got some, some sub-boards of uh, some writing humor and writing advice and writing guides and all sorts of good stuff. So there's a place where you might find some good stuff. I'm much more active on Pinterest than I am on anything else because <laughs> everything else is a garbage fire, whereas Pinterest is just fun <laughs> pictures of things. So, And I have been um, using Instagram again, but I want to tell folks that I'm actually using the stories on Instagram, not so much doing as many posts. So if you just want to see videos of me talking about random writing stuff... Um, or around LA, you should check us out, follow us on Instagram, and then you'll also get the notifications for the stories, which are time limited, and they disappear after I think 48 hours. So you got to be subscribed and following us on Instagram to catch those stories. Gotta jump on them. Cool. All right. So I think let's wrap it up. Um, see you guys next week. Uh, writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, Bye everybody.